Flame, a sometimes fortnightly, sometimes monthly, and definitely whenever we can manage it, podcast for fans of Arkham Horror, the card game. I'm your host, Frank, and today I'm joined by... It's me, Peter. Hello, Frank. If I'm talking quickly, it's because I'm really very excited because we have here in front of us the cards from The Forgotten Age, and we're going to be jumping in and doing our first look. And amazingly, Peter, this time you've not looked at the cards. I haven't looked at any... Uh, I've, I've seen all the ones officially announced on the on the in the articles leading up to this but other than that i have no idea what's going on with these cards i don't even know the deck building restrictions from the investigators we haven't seen yet yeah yeah so this is really exciting for me because we talked about you coming on a first look maybe during the cycle but i wasn't quite expecting for you to join the esoteric order of the street date so wholeheartedly and yeah so it's going to be really interesting to see but before we go any further I'm doing another Drawn to the Flame event in London on the 27th of May, which is the last Sunday of the month, just before the bank holiday. Very nice. If you want to come and play Labyrinths of Lunacy, I have 12 seats, just 12, to play Labyrinths in London. And the way to get involved is to email drawntotheflamepodcast at gmail.com. And bookings are now open at the time of this episode going live. So please send an email if you want to come and join me. And I'll give you all the details from the email. Sounds like good fun. Should be fun, yeah. Uh, one day we'll have you grace us with your presence at one of yeah, these events. Absolutely, yeah. Or you can you can come up or come up to me. That's more convenient for me. Okay, thirteen of us on the train <laughs> That's travel right. up. Yeah, you we can have a game of labyrinths yeah, on the way. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, play it on the train, or play Essex County Express. Oh, that would be good. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe two close to the bone you know <laughs> yeah. if, there's, if there's a train delay we'll be wondering what it is right well, I, I, let's I'm, get started I'm, i hope i don't cramp your style on this frank no i'm sure you won't i can only see it as a, a doubling of quality <laughs> two people twice as much quality that's how it works right it is, yeah. yeah yeah it's a shame we can't get uh, another two people for the podcast oh wow can you imagine too much quality yeah. <laughs> i suggested to you peter that we Rather than just do all of the cards in order, we go faction by faction and we do the investigator, their signature cards, which most people in the community will have seen a little bit of because they've probably been reading the announcements too. And then we leap into the related faction cards for that faction. And you suggested that we start with a particular faction, which was? It's Mystic. Uh, basically, I, I can't wait to see all the Mystic cards. So I, I used my editorial fiat to decide we're doing that first. Which is great. So I'm going to dive in. The mystic investigator that we all know a little bit about is Father Matteo, the priest, who has four willpower, three intellect, two combat, and three agility. He's believer and warden traded, and he has a reaction ability after an investigator reveals a tentacle chaos token, cancel that token and treat it as an elder thing token instead. Limit once per game. And his elder, el sign, uh, elder sign token. Elder Sorry, I was just I just thought as I got to reading elder sign effect. Yeah, I elder mean, thing effect. Slightly better than a technical effect, but uh, but not as good as the elder sign effect. Yeah, well, and there are some elder things that are just auto fails as well, aren't there? Yeah, there's some really bad actually, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. Sometimes actually, you'd rather have the technicals. Yeah, a fail but with no additional effect. Anyway, his elder sign effect 
is you automatically succeed. And what that means in game terms, which I haven't heard too many people talking about, is it takes the difficulty of the test and it resets it at zero. So if it's a test that cares about how much you succeed by, you're considered to be passing with your skill and the test's difficulty is zero. Oh, wow. That's pretty good. quite important. Yeah, so for if there were ever things that were willpower tests that cared about how much... Well, like um, alchemical transmutation would care because yeah, it's well, how much you succeed by his resources. Okay, glyphs is a, is a good one. Although, obviously, um, Father Meteo can't use those. Yeah. And then after this test ends, either choose one, draw a card and gain a resource, essentially have a mini upkeep, or if it's your turn, you may take an additional action this turn, as well as automatically succeeding the test that you've just taken. And he has six health and eight sanity. We'll flip Father Matteo over. Uh, he obligingly flips himself over. And we are deck size 30. Uh, he mm-hmm. can have mystic cards up to level 5, blessed cards up to level 3, and neutral cards up to level 5. His deck building requirements are the Codex of Ages, Serpents of Yig, and a random basic weakness. And finally, he starts the campaign with 5 additional experience. Which is just crazy. Which is great, yeah. So the first choice is, what, what are you going to spend that five experience on? <laughs> yeah, and given that he's almost pure mystic, until we see any blessed cards level zero to three, I think you just go, my feeling is you lean deep into the, you know, the expensive mystic cards like Seal of the Elder Sign or Grotesque Statue. Yeah. both go that way straight away. Both of which he really likes, because he, he really wants to draw, he likes drawing that Elder Sign token a lot. Yeah, it yeah. ways of filtering out other tokens for him and then drawing more tokens as well. They're both really good. Totally, totally agree. I think going back to the front of him, it, it's really interesting. He's our first investigator that has a single, um, a, a once per game ability, which is pretty striking. And I, I think it's no surprise that his Elder Sign effect as a result is really powerful because you've got to have something balancing out the fact that you only gets one ability. We talked about Matteo a bit on our on our ramble chat the other day where we um, yeah. talked about the Cthonian stone. So we won't, I guess we won't talk about him too much. I, I think his ability is more subtle than you might think. So I think the real strength yeah. in using Matteo is that you can guarantee the success of a test where you would fail by drawing the, the technical token. So no matter how much you put into a test, there's usually a chance that you might fail it. Uh, and you should really mm-hmm. keep that in mind whenever you're committing cards or money or anything to a test, that there's a chance you could draw the, the tentacles. And what you don't want to be in is a position where you're definitely going to lose if that happens. So Matteo gives you a bit of backup in that situation. So even, yeah. And in fact, even if you never use his ability, which is a shame because it makes life easier for you, but if you never get a chance to use it, you've always had the opportunity to use it if you needed to. If you see what I'm trying yeah. to say. <laughs> yeah, we've talked about off microphone but maybe not on the podcast about the fact that for any of the like crazier plays this is an amazing safety net to have if you want to do that double or nothing backstab double watch this crazy play the tentacle really ruins your day when you've committed all of those resources and cards and yeah with Matteo around you get that little safety net basically which is really cool but yeah his his stat line to me is nothing to write home about really and I definitely think there's a big difference between four willpower and five when you want to be a spell-slinging mystic. So it'll be really interesting to see how he kind of smooths out that deficiency. We've been a bit cheated, really, because he's got a rosary in the picture. But if we want the rosary, we still have to play it. (laughs) That's true, yeah. He should start with with Forgotten uh, Holy Rosary in play. 
Should we look at his signature cards then? Yeah. So, positive signature card is the Codex of Ages, subtitle Finis Omnium Nunc Est, The End of Everything is Now, and it's a two-cost asset with willpower and wild icons, item, relic, tome, and blessed traded, which sort of doesn't matter given that he has to take it anyway, so it doesn't take up part of his zero to three blessed cards. It's his met deck only, and it also reads Seal, Elder Sign. You get plus one willpower while there is a token sealed here. Reaction, when you would reveal a Chaos token from the Chaos Bag, discard Codex of Ages, resolve the Elder Sign token that was sealed here as if it were just revealed from the Chaos Bag, instead of revealing a token from the Chaos Bag. And it takes up a hand slot. So this this is pretty good, isn't it? Yeah. It's almost, it, it's like a Seal of the Elder Sign, so you can guarantee the success of a test. Yeah, as we talked about in that episode, if you're running Seal of the Elder Sign as well, you potentially get three guaranteed Elder Sign draws per game, which is kind of incredible, given that his Elder Sign is an auto-success. Yeah, and he gets, you know, that's then an extra turn for him if we've taken three extra actions. Which is crazy good. Yeah, and this gives him the willpower boost as well, which we talked about. Yeah, Holy Rosie boost. Yeah, I just think it's it's really nice, it's really strong. I think I'd love to see what effect it has on other people in large groups if you're sealing the Elder Sign for several turns exactly, and how much yeah. that that affects what other people play because it's the first time we've really seen a miss well i suppose mystics always have have come with risks as well as rewards and this risk is a sort of general weakening of the party rather than a we're gonna delve best of luck yeah exactly and you don't want it to have it in play for too long because that's the you know the worst effect of it there so you maybe want to play it before things get tough but then of course the longer you hold on to it the more you risk, <laughs> the card will come on to a second, which, we, which we've which we seen in a previous preview. Yeah. I, I like the idea of that maybe you know you're about to go into a location with an enemy to fight and you've got your shriveling ready and the turn before you drop Codex of Ages and get the Elder Sign. So the following turn you can step in, start shriveling with the willpower boost and guarantee landing the last of those shriveling shots because you can discard the Codex again. So it gives you a, like a boost and you know the finite amount of time you're going to use it. But maybe that's quite a situational assessment that I'm making there. Yeah, It yeah. might be a card that ends up in people's hands. They're waiting for the right time to seal the Elder Sign and it never quite comes up. What about his weakness? I just thought actually you could use the Codex when you go uh, gambling in uh, The House Always Wins, couldn't you? Yeah, you could, yes. So it's quite like the idea of a priest standing there in a, in a casino. Just, just Looks like me, I win again. Just let me look this up. Yes, I will put it on 32 black, please. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, Yeah. so his weakness is the Serpents of Yig, and this is an enemy weakness. So it has two fight, three health, and two evade. It's a humanoid monster serpent. Prey, Father Matteo only. Hunter. Revelation. Search the Chaos Bag for the Elder Sign token and seal it on the Serpents of Yig. I know not what Yig is, but I know I have wounded his children, Father Matteo. Oh, and it's uh, one does one uh, damage and one horror when it attacks. Not the scariest of enemies, I think it's fair to say. The three health is a, a bit annoying. You can't sort of easily kill it unless you're running the level five shriveling. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's a fairly standard hunting enemy. I guess the, the twist is it seals away the, the Elder Sign token, which means obviously, again, no one can draw it until you've killed it. And you can't play your codex if you haven't already. Yes, so there's a nice little sort of 
competition there, isn't there, between the signatures that if you've played the codex and sealed the Elder Sign, the Serpents of Yiga are far less threatening. But if they've come into play first and have the Elder Sign, you're not able to play the codex because for sealing things, you need to be able to fetch that token from the bag. Yeah, I, I think they're, they're going to be fun. I definitely think having a weakness that's an enemy for mystics, particularly solo, is quite the challenge. You know, enemies can really spoil your day. I'd probably be tempted to run tour Blinding Light just as having something to sort of as a panic button if I drew this at the end of a turn. Yeah, yeah. And I actually rather controversially wondered about Spirit Athame in Mateo as just another way of giving out little points of damage so you could shrivel and do two damage and then just stab it once for the last damage rather than spending a precious shriveling charge. Yeah, yeah, it could be, yeah. Unless you can do some uh, playing around with chaos tokens and use Song of the Dead. Oh, yes, yeah. Just one-shot it. Maybe that's a more of a gym trick. Well, should we look at the first of our cards proper? Yes, okay, so that's Mateo. And listener, if you're worried that we're not going into too much detail about the investigators, it's partly because we feel that people have had a lot of time to look at them and we'll probably do more detailed episodes in future about them. So yeah, that's why. So the next card is the first card I have not seen at all in this set. Do you want to do the honours then and read this one out? Yeah, I'll do it, yeah. Uh, oh no, I don't understand the name either. So this is a two-cost asset. It's Mists of Rillia. I never know how to say this. Rillia. I mean, I think Cthulhu didn't want to make it easy to say. Well, they had so. a big, big conversation about this on the um, the HP Lovecraft Literary Podcast, and yeah, they, they said that exactly about Cthulhu. It's the closest. I think Lovecraft himself said it's the closest approximation a human tongue can make to a sound that wasn't designed mm. for our vocal cords. So let's stick with Rillia. Uh, this is Mister yeah. Rillia, and it has a single uh, evade pip, agility pip rather, and it's a spell appropriately enough. Uses four charges. Action, spend one charge, evade. This evasion attempt uses uh, willpower instead of agility. If you succeed, after evading the chosen enemy, you may move to a connecting location. If a skull, cultist, broken tablet, elder thing, or tentacle symbol is revealed during this evasion attempt, choose and discard a card from your hand. Wow. Okay, so this is this is like a shriveling <laughs> for evade, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I was just saying blinding light, but wow, two cost for four charges... That's really good, isn't it? It doesn't do any damage, because part of the fun of Blinding Light is that it's also, especially Blinding Light level 2, it's like a damage button as well, isn't it? Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, but this has got a free move in it as well, which is which is really nice. Yeah, it's at that point it's like a survival instinct. You're getting an evade and a move out of it. Okay, and you get that four times. That's, that's some serious For action compression. Yeah, and well, interestingly, with... We're now maybe at a point where those arcane slots start to become a bit more heavily... What's the word I'm looking for? They're a bit more in desire in yeah, the Mystic Army. Contested. Contested, that's yeah. the word I'm looking for, yeah. Because you've got... You, potentially you'll have Shriveling, the Mists, and uh, Rite of Seeking to cover all of your basic yeah. abilities. But you can't have them all in play unless you also have a Book of Shadows. Wow. Yeah. There's a serious competition starting to to emerge there, isn't there? This is great for a catchy as well. Two cost for five charges is Oh yeah, yeah. Really That's good really value. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's just now the puzzle has just been so complicated by what you want your mystic to take. Because in theory you could take a mystic who's not taking shriveling and is taking this and right of seeking and is a 
an evasion clue getting mystic and you sort of leave the the fighting purely to someone else yeah well that, that would work really well in someone like daisy wouldn't it oh yeah wow yeah so just daisy like, throwing smoke bombs everywhere and she she really doesn't like taking hits from things with only five health yeah yeah because she, she probably isn't so keen on right of seeking yeah no, so she could not. she could even still take shriveling in this couldn't she Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh. If she starts running out of shriveling charges, she can start evading instead. Or if she's not yet found shriveling, she can put this down early. And she's got that protection. Obviously, she's running higher education, we're guessing. But she's also moving around a lot more, which is great for a seeker as well, isn't it? Getting to find those clues. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of mobility. Does Mateo like this? I think he probably does as a protection from the Serpents of Yig, right? Possibly, it's yeah, the only yeah. way he's going to speed up his movement. Even astral travel is just a single move. So with this, at least he can do an evade and get a movement out of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And actually, uh, movement acceleration is quite hard to find in, in Mystic as well. Yeah, Matt said he was adding more movement abilities. This is yeah. it's nice. It's it's perfect Mystic style of action <laughs> compression. And okay. that, that downside, I don't think it's dreadful choosing to discard a card from your hand no yeah no and notably you don't you don't automatically fail unless you would have failed anyway so you can still pass mm-hmm. and do it same as the other as the other spell cards like this yeah okay this is pretty familiar this is the Chthonian stone lovely Ste- beautiful glowing waymark yeah is it sinking into the sand or is it creeping out of the sand i don't know so we did a whole mini episode on this three cost intellect icon you can seal any of the special tokens apart from the Auto-fail, and when you reveal an auto-fail symbol during a skill test, you have to return the Chthonian Stone to your hand. It was left behind for a purpose. Yeah, I think we, we sort of said everything about this one that we came to our minds in that other, other, other episode, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I don't have more to add, I don't think, at this, at this okay. stage. I'm excited to, to see it. Again, with a new deluxe, there's always that feeling, isn't there, of fitting everything in? And like, how do you... You know, maybe Mists of Relier is not the same deck that's running Chthonian Stone. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. And you, you, it's hard to anticipate how absolutely everything's going to change everyone's decks. So you've got to figure out where your cards fit into that puzzle. Yeah. Okay, yeah. which we blast straight on? Yeah, let's, let's. Okay, shall I do the next one? Oh no, you didn't mean to do the last one. Okay, I'll do this one then. Ah, oh, interestingly, this is a first experience card, slightly Ooh. out of order. And it's a blessed card. Wow, Protective Incantation. It's a one-cost asset for one XP. It has a willpower icon, and it's ritual and blessed. Group limit, two copies of protective incantation in play. Interesting. Seal, any except tentacle. Wow. Forced, at the end of your turn, you must either spend one resource or discard protective incantation. And it also takes up the arcane slot, just when we were talking about how much competition there is for that slot. Wow. Okay. Well, this is interesting. So I wish we'd known about this card when we were talking about Chthonian Stone, because there's yeah, there's a certain commonality between them there. You could play a Chthonian Stone and a Protective Incantation and to completely take out a pair of tokens. Well, you can play two Protective Incantations and a Chthonian Stone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so... It, it could work like a Chthonian Stone, you know, but with the cost spread over several turns, uh, with the benefit of you're able to seal any token. So if you've got a minus five in the bag, you can seal that, because the Chthonian Stone only seals the special tokens, doesn't it? Yes, yeah. 
and this takes an arcane slot rather than the hand slot, whether one or the other is more hotly contested in your deck, I'm not sure. I'm guessing in Mystic probably the arcane, but what if you're running... Again, what if Daisy wants this? Yeah, and she or wants Bob's just Spino put... or someone like that. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A rich character, so Daisy with Milan, Safina, who's just been hot streaking madly, and you're coming into this sort of the final section of a of a scenario, and yeah, there's a there's a token that you just really don't want to see because potentially sealing a minus five means that if everyone's then going to go to four above, if minus five is the worst token in your bag, everyone's going to go to four above. You're saving everyone the resource that they'd be spending to boost or the card that they'd be committing to get to that point for the cost of just one resource a turn. Yeah. And if you know we're just going to do it for this short period of time, you know, three turns, I'm yeah. going to pay one and I'm going to pay an additional three, you can Well, that's quantify. an extra turn as well, because that's actually a fourth turn when you pay three. I know, although you, you, well, you pay the extra resource. You pay two on the first yeah, turn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like you say, I think you can get a lot of mileage. You could say across three turns, that's a lot of tests. Yeah, yeah, yeah particularly in four player you can see why there's that group limit two copies so that you yeah, can't just empty the bag shut down the bag <laughs> and <laughs> play eight take out half of the bag yeah and considering the the amount you could save by not having to cater to those uh higher value tokens does seem like quite a bargain i think i actually prefer this to the Cthonian stone now interesting do you think do you think that's an obvious upgrade as well you take Cthonian stone in your level zero deck if you don't have space for it in Mateo, and you upgrade into Protective Incantation if you realise that's actually what you want. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Potentially. That, I mean, Arcane slot is going to be so contested. <laughs> that's now. really tight, isn't it? <laughs> We've seen two Arcane cards, both of which immediately I, you know, I want in there. And I've already, you know, sometimes I've run Scrying as well in recent times. Yeah. It's, again, it's useful in a catchy for the extra charges. So, oh, blimey. There's going to be a real fight for that slot. Okay. Okay. Next. Take us on to our Ooh, final Mystic card. Dark prophecy. Look at that. What a bit of art. That's How heavy. interesting that they've ordered this differently with the. Yeah. Well, the it makes non... me think this does something weird. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> should we read, should we read it? Yeah. So take it away. One cost event, uh, and it is it has a, a willpower pip and an agility pip. It mm-hmm. is augury traded. Augury. Augury. Okay. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Fast. Play when you would reveal a Chaos token. Oh, well, there's that same theme again. Reveal five uh, Chaos tokens instead of one. Choose one of those tokens with a special symbol, so that's Skull, Cultist, Broken Tablet, Elder Thing, or Tentacle symbol to resolve, and ignore the rest. If no such token is revealed, choose any of those tokens to resolve and ignore the rest. Ooh. Oh, that's really interesting, isn't it? Wow. Amazing in gym, right? Yeah, fantastic in gym. It's like a one-shot, a one-shot grotesque statue, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. But with, <laughs> with you've used a bunch of your grotesque statue charges all in one go and sort of go vump. Yeah. So the perks are if one of the the symbol tokens is not particularly bad, or you're high enough over a test that you don't care about it. You can go fishing for that and you're essentially looking for, you know, if it's, say, skulls are minus X, X is the number of ghouls in play and there are no ghouls in play, you can pay one to go hunting for a zero from the bag. And if you don't draw any of those tokens, you get to just pick any of the others you drew. So you maybe have drawn a zero or a minus one anyway. You don't necessarily want to combine this with your shriveling where you're going to end up taking horror 
or with right of seeking where you're going to end up ending your turn. But it also, yeah, I mean, immediately I just think Jim, all the times in Jim that you really want to pick certain tokens when you're using Song of the Dead, it makes Jewel of Aureolus even stronger as well, because you can guarantee Jewel of Aureolus firing. Yeah, yeah. Which is kind of cool. It's quite interesting. Blimey. So it's interesting with Defiance. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's also interesting with Father Matteo, isn't it? Because if you go fishing for the auto fail, the fail exactly, <laughs> to try and trigger his ability, if you haven't yet. Wow, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I see it. I believe it. <laughs> it's but really of course, good. I mean, you might yeah. end up in a situation where you pull a, you get everything but, you know what I mean? And then you have to pick one yes. of the other ones to resolve. But then that's all, I mean, that's just all mystic all over, isn't it? Just the risk. Because when you start Carcosa, for instance, there are three skulls and the auto fail in the bag and there are only 15 tokens in the bag so you're paying one to reveal a third of the bag and skulls are minus one on standard so pretty high chance of pulling a minus one yeah okay (laughs) wow blimey what a first set of cards there's a strong theme like tying them together isn't it it's very much a chaos bag manipulation triggering off different tokens the mists is the one that stands out as being Almost like shriveling, but for evade. Yeah, uh, that sort of classic mystic. But even then... Willpower replacement. Because it's a, a mystic card of spell, like those other ones, it cares if you draw a special token, because that has an additional effect then. Yeah, yeah. Then we've got two sealing cards, the Cadonian Stone and Protective Incantation, and then, wow, Dark Prophecies. Yeah. Is it like the mystic Lucky? <laughs> sort of. Yeah, maybe. But not really. Well, I'm very excited to play with it to see what happens. Me too. Sleeve it up. Let's go. Okay, I hope you've enjoyed our first look at the mystic cards of the Forgotten Age. We're both super excited by them. I'm not going to do our full sign-off because tune in shortly and we've got more of our first looks on the way. Thanks very much for listening. Thank you. Thank you.